0: This church is healthy, this church is growing, and I declare that this morning, God is building something, Wendy's word, it's time to build, God is building something in this place, and we're going to witness part of that
1: this morning, so we're going to welcome Trevor to come and bring
0: God's word to us this morning, let's encourage him. Encourage him and God bless him, Lord. Over to you, Trevor. Thank you. Bless you guys.
1: Morning, Church.
0: Morning.
1: So, uh, yeah, this is such a—it's such a privilege actually to share God's word with you this morning, and um, I hope it will bless you. It's what God's been sharing on my heart over the last few months. Um, it's partly from what the prophetic word that's been given over the church, which you know we've had various messages on over the last few months, um, but partly something that's personal to me in terms of having that passion for God's word and for, that, for God's word to come <laughs> alive in me And I believe that we're in that season. Um, I believe that God is doing something new within us. And the title that I chose this morning was um, not of my own. Uh, It's called There Will Be Rivers. There will be rivers. It's not my word, it's God's word. There will be rivers. And when we say that, we've got to believe that God has said it. And when God says it, it's done, it's finished. There will be rivers. Where there has been dryness regarding the word, there will be rivers. My people will regain a passion for my word. Bless you, Lord. So, where dryness is, water needs to be there. Water overcomes dryness, and water is what I want to share with you today, Church. The story that I have is surrounding water, it's around a conversation of water. And When I started to look at it, I started to think, actually, water's mentioned quite a few times in the Bible. God uses water to carry out his purposes. I'll give you some examples. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Genesis 1. Noah and the flood. 2. God delivers the baby Moses down the river Nile, that's water. (laughs) The children of Israel escape through the Red Sea. Moses strikes the rock to give water to the children of Israel. Jesus turns the water into wine. Jesus walks on the water. Peter walks on the water. Not as long as Jesus, but he walks on the water. So my focus this morning is a conversation around water, and it's a conversation around a well. Oh. I think you know where I'm heading.
0: <laughs>
1: so let's turn, please, church, to John 4, reading from verse 4. Thanks, Kiss. Thank you. water.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so verse 4 verse, sorry chapter 4 verse four. Let's pray, Father, thank you Lord. For bringing us into a new day every breath we breathe is because of you lord we are so thankful that you give us life and life in abundance and we're thankful for your word lord your word gives us direction it encourages us it strengthens us and it heals us father as we read your word together lord pray that you'll speak to our hearts. Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way. I ask in your name. Amen. 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 So Jesus left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria which is called Sychar near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away, unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, how is it that thou being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. And Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God And who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob? which gave us the well, and drank there of himself, and his children, and his cattle. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up, into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, The hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seek as such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. John gives us... And the way that I... um, The way that I look at stories, I'm quite visual, so... I like to throw myself into the scene. So I'm asking you to join me around this well, (laughs) around this conversation, around a conversation between the Messiah and a Samaritan woman. And John frames this story so well. The location that Jesus decides to rest is significant. It's significant because it's a place that is hostile to the Jewish people. It's a place of water, and it's a place where Jesus was weary from his journey. Let me start by saying this. Everything Jesus does is intentional and redemptive in its purpose. I'm going to say it again because that's what God told me. Everything I do is intentional and redemptive. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Peter says... God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. There's intention, purpose, and redemption in what Jesus does, and it's not changed.
0: Amen.
1: What he does in us is intention, intentional, it's purposeful, yes. and it's redemptive. Jesus only did what the Father showed him. It's simple. He didn't do anything outside of what God revealed to him to show. So his intention was to be in Samaria. That was purposeful and determined. It says, he left Judea and departed again onto Galilee... He must needs to go through Samaria. There's more than water involved. There's, there's two types of water that are under discussion in this passage. There's two mountains to worship, there's two groups of people the Jews and the Samaritans. But there is one Messiah. <laughs> who was about to change a woman's life forever. And we all know, church, we all know, church, you only need one encounter with Jesus to change everything. And she was about to experience that. Excuse me, I do get emotional at times. (laughs) Anyway, John doesn't name this woman, but from the story we know there's some stigma attached to her. She carries a path that shames her. She may have been treated as an outcast, may have been misunderstood her routine like any other woman at that time would be to collect water on a daily basis but this was different because she was on her own. If we look at the lifestyle of what, of how people did things those times. The well was seen as a social gathering. Women would go to the well together. They would have community together. The well was seen as almost like an open air community center. People talked, people related to each other. In the Old Testament, you see marriages being formed together around the well. It was a social gathering, yet this woman had to take her journey on her own she was it seems as no interest to anyone but God and God meets us where we are where are you this morning you may be thinking that God doesn't see you you may be thinking that my life is almost feels alone God doesn't he sees you and he knows where you are Jesus starts the conversation he asks for a drink Jesus was Jesus was weary but here's the thing church and this is what I want you to take hold of because it took hold of me that when God speaks things change there's just no things change and no devil in hell can come against that He's creator God and he's creating, every time he speaks, he's creating something new. Something that's gonna draw you closer into his presence. So here's the start of the conversation. Jesus asks for a drink and the divine nature of God breaks in. It's an innocent question, (laughs) can I have a drink? And how does God speak to us? Well, there's various ways that God can speak to us. Audibly. In a voice. God speaks through creation. He sees wonders in his majesty. He also speaks through here. The words. This is the word of God and this is the most important book to us. And church, we need to have God speak to us more than the world speaks to us. More than the enemy speaks to us. How much are you allowing God to speak into your lives? Paul says in Hebrews, indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It It describes an intimacy like no other, the power of the Holy Spirit that the Word of God can capture the thoughts and intents of our heart, And that's what God does. He speaks to us and almost helps us to align ourselves with the Word. That's what God is doing through His Word Isaiah says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and does not return without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not. It shall not. It shall not. Return to me void, but it will accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing which I sent it. Amen. So this conversation continues. The woman is surprised because here's a Jew talking to a Samaritan. Here's a rabbi talking to a woman, and it just wasn't heard of. But here Jesus reveals the heart of the Father, that the Father cuts through barriers, cuts through cultures, cuts through races, cuts through male, female. If God wants to get to you, he will get to you. If you knew, let's read verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink. Thou wouldst have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman was near to Jesus in the presence of God himself and she didn't even know it. (laughs) Redemption is closer than you think. In her mind, because of her baggage and what she had and what she felt of herself, she had created this distance. And yet God was wanting to draw her near. Church. And we can do the same, church. We can do the same. Even as born-again believers, we mess up. Okay? We mess up. And what do we do? The, the last thing, it's almost like uh, on autopilot. You, you don't want to go to God. You want to go away from him because you're so... Ashamed and embarrassed, and you just want to fix it yourself. Where God is saying, No, you come to me. He's already demonstrated his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So Jesus invites her to take of. Another water, not the water from the well, but this living water, this new water, this water that can give life and life eternal, but she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand, so she asks, well, we've got nothing to draw the water from, but Jesus invites her. Now, here's the difference between water and living water. And we need both. Our bodies can't survive without water. My research shows that we can live between two days and a week, and we die. How much more so is our spiritual body needs the living water or else it dies we need the living water continuously from Jesus David said oh God you are my God earnestly I seek you my soul thirsts for you my body my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. We have to remember that we are connected with our Father, our Heavenly Father, okay? He created us, right? He was there in our mother's womb. So there is already a spiritual connection. Yeah. We, that, that's why when you, haven't, you don't know God, you feel there's something missing. Yeah. You know that there's something missing yeah. and you try and fill it with other stuff, but it doesn't no. fill.
0: No.
1: That's the connection. That's the connection that could only be connected. By our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So Jesus then asks us something else, and well, let me read it to you. Yes. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I first not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, That has well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and whom thou now hast is not thy husband so here's God sharing something about this woman's life and he knew let's put it this way if Jesus knew about her husband he knew everything else about her Mm -hmm. okay and that's what (laughs) So, and that's exactly what God is he knows everything about you there is nothing you can hide from God, neither should you hide
0: Mm
1: -hmm. but Jesus shows the character of the father because there's that tender, loving care. There's no condemnation. He shows something in her life, but he's still inviting her to take of the living water. So the conversation Takes a detour because the woman now realizes that she's dealing with someone who's <laughs> isn't isn't just the man. <laughs> a man, he's uh you know, there's something a prophet or something re- religious going on here. <laughs> and what do we what does she do? She tries to detour it and talk about something else that may be linked to being religious, so she talks about. Oh, let me talk about the mountain where we worship and the mountain where you worship as Samaritans, mixed race. They held a different view of where they should worship from where the Jews should worship. And Jesus knew all about this and said, well, temple, mountains, you don't have to worry about that because the temple is here (laughs) we are worshipping as you quite rightly said we are temples of the Holy Spirit our temples shifted we now worship God through us and in us because God is in us we are children of the living God. We are seated together with him in heavenly places. We are supposed to set our mind on things above, Mm -hmm. and not things on the earth. Jesus showed us what God is seeking. Jesus reveals a part of the Father's heart, he reveals that God seeks. He seeks us, he seeks you, he seeks me. But he seeks worshippers. Worshippers that will worship him in spirit and in truth. So, we are worshippers, guys. We should live a lifestyle of worship. Worship doesn't start 10.30 from that platform. (laughs) Worship starts from when we wake up.
0: Yeah? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's what worship, that's what God's created us to do. We have been created to worship the living God. That's in us. The heavens and the earth worship God. And we are part of his creation. Yeah? yeah, so let's think about it. We can wake up and say, His mercies are new every morning. It's yeah. right, we can worship God, His loving kindness is better than life. That's enough to worship God, yeah. He is our strength and our source. Yeah. That's enough to worship God, yeah. He is a present help in a time of trouble. That is enough to worship God, yeah, but we worship him for who he is, his majesty, his splendor, his beauty. Oh, Jesus, he's so wonderful. He's so loving, he's so mighty. David talks about the one thing the one thing I ask from the Lord this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple what does worship do worship brings us into the presence of God And has been said so many times this morning. When we worship, he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. When he inhabits the praises of his people, things, things shift. Things become dimmer. The challenges of life become smaller because of the greatness of God coming in to the situation, church. It doesn't mean that the situation has shifted, but we have our eyes focused on the God who can take us through the situation. The children of Israel encounter the presence of God through an ark. And we have his presence in us. There was a hymn that I was kind of led to think of when I thought of this message. And it's something which um, I'm hoping the team can sing for me after we've finished. And it goes like this, because I'm not going to sing it. I'll just speak (laughs) it. I sang it to Annie, and she said, no. (laughs) Uh, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look for his wonderful face. In the things of this world... Strangely dim yeah. when we look at he's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the woman at the well had experienced this. right? She had experienced this, because yeah. suddenly, her past had become dim. She's seen the light of Jesus. And things dramatically changed for her. To such an extent that she had to run back and tell the villagers, come and see a man. Come and see a man. She left the water there. She left what she had come to get behind because she had now seen the living water. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. Excuse me, church. I don't know why you get so much <laughs> Um She was the first evangelist yeah she was the first evangelist she received and she shared same as what we should be doing so so here we go this is what i'd like to finish with i don't know how long i've gone for but anyway, um, the woman was met with the word. She had encounter with the word. The word is Jesus,
0: yeah.
1: and this is what I'm saying about our word, our prophetic word over this church. There will be rivers. Yeah. There will be rivers. And that word is Jesus. And John puts it so beautifully. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word, sorry, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And the word. Use scriptures down, the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Amen. And we beheld his glory, church. Amen. The glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. The word dwelt amongst and in us. Amen. 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 Amen.
0: I believe God's saying something to us. Thank you. Trevor, don't go away. (laughs) That was beautiful. It's time to leave the old wells. Your old wells can't satisfy you. But there's living water that will. You can try and fill your life drinking water from your old well that which you used to do before you met Jesus or you can taste the living water again and come back to life just close your eyes anybody on the screen this morning that applies to you as well stop drinking water from the old well this church is no longer going to drink water from an old well. And that can mean many things. That which we've relied on before. That which we we're a part of before. We have to walk away from that old well because it doesn't bring life. And run to the giver of life, Jesus. The one who has the living water. If you're watching on the screen this morning, you've never... Accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never tasted this living water. It's open for you this morning. He's come for you this morning. That you too might drink the real living water of life. Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I thank you, Trevor that it cost you to bring this this morning. I thank you that you were faithful to God's Word. I thank you that it touched you before it touched us. And it was given in faith and weakness, but God has emboldened it, made it strong, taken what you delivered and implanted it in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my brother thank you for my brother oh lord we love you this morning we've loved you we've tasted the best wine this morning we don't want old plonk we want the best wine we've had the best wine this morning in jesus name amen